Thank you for listening to Temporary Circumstances. I'm your host, Alina Sowers, a licensed professional counselor in Ohio. And I'm your co-host, Cora Mayfield, a licensed professional clinical counselor in Ohio. In this podcast, we will discuss many uncommon topics on all matters mental health. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to assess, diagnose, or treat a mental illness. For those services, please contact your local mental health provider. Today, we're going to talk about schizophrenia. Schizophrenia and other psychotic disorders are defined by abnormalities in one or more of the following five domains, and those include delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thinking, grossly disorganized or abnormal motor behavior, and negative symptoms. Delusions are fixed beliefs that are not open to change in light of conflicting evidence. Various themes may be present. Some common ones are persecutory delusions, beliefs that one's going to be harmed, harassed, or so forth by an individual organization or other group. And these are most common. Then there's referential delusions, believing that certain gestures, comments, environmental cues are directed at oneself. Grandiose delusions, where an individual believes that he or she is exceptional abilities, wealth, or fame. And another scene is when individuals believe falsely that another person is in love with him or her. Hallucinations are perception-like experiences that occur without an external stimulus. They're vivid and clear with the full force and impact of normal perceptions and not under the person's control. Um, So these may occur with various senses, but auditory hallucinations are the most common with schizophrenia and related disorders. So usually individuals experience auditory hallucinations as voices. Sometimes they're familiar and sometimes they're not. And they are perceived as distinct from the individual's own thoughts. Disorganized thinking is typically inferred from an individual's speech. They may switch from one topic to another. Answers to questions may be somewhat related or completely unrelated. Rarely, speech may be so severely disorganized that it is nearly incomprehensible. As far as the grossly disorganized or abnormal behavior, that can range from childlike silliness to being unpredictably agitated. Catatonic behavior is a marked decrease in reactivity to the environment, ranges from resistance to instructions, to maintaining a rigid, inappropriate, or bizarre posture, to a complete lack of verbal and motor responses. It can also include purposelessness and excessive motor activity without obvious cause. Negative symptoms are associated with schizophrenia, but are less prominent in other psychotic disorders. Two negative symptoms that are particularly prominent in schizophrenia are the diminished emotional expression and avolition. Diminished emotional expression includes reductions in the expression of emotions in someone's face, eye contact, their tone of voice, things like that. Avolition is a decrease in motivated, self-initiated, purposeful activities the individual may sit for long periods of time and show little interest in participating in work or social activities. Just want to point out before we move on that these are what we would consider psychotic symptoms. 
and they can be not only in schizophrenia, but other psychotic disorders. And there's also other disorders that don't fall in the category of psychotic disorders that sometimes have psychotic features. Those can include something like bipolar disorder or depression or sometimes even PTSD. So as far as schizophrenia specifically goes, the symptoms for schizophrenia include having delusions, hallucinations, the disorganized speech, the grossly disorganized or catatonic behavior, and those negative symptoms we just talked about. The DSM also points out the importance of noting the level of functioning in one or more major areas. So this includes work, interpersonal relations, self-care, and looking at the level that those were achieved at prior to the onset of schizophrenia or the symptoms that the individual is having. Typically, we see quite a significant impact on that level of functioning with people with schizophrenia. We'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in just a minute. Uh, But we also need to have the continuous signs of the disturbance. They need to persist for at least six months. And again, these are not symptoms that are a result of substance use or medication. Individuals with schizophrenia may display inappropriate affect, such as laughing in the absence of an appropriate stimulus, a dysphoric mood that makes them, that may take the form of depression, anxiety, or anger, a disturbed sleep pattern, like sleeping during the day or having a lot of activity at night, and lack of interest in eating or refusing food altogether. Depersonalization, derealization, and somatic concerns may occur sometimes reach delusional proportions and anxiety and phobia and anxiety and phobias are common. Cognitive deficits and schizophrenia are common um, and they are strongly linked to vocational and functional impairments. So these deficits include things like decrease in memory or working memory, language function or other executive functions, as well as slower processing speed. The essential features of schizophrenia are the same in childhood, but it's more difficult to make the diagnosis. In children, delusions and hallucinations may be less elaborate than in adults, and visual hallucinations are more common and should be distinguished from normal fantasy play. Disorganized speech occurs in many disorders with childhood onset, such as autism spectrum disorder, as does disorganized behavior with ADHD. So there is a stigma about schizophrenia. Probably the most common one that I've heard in the past is simply that individuals with schizophrenia are crazy, but people with schizophrenia are often feared, and probably the misunderstanding of this disorder adds to that stigma, because most people assume that it means having a split personality or that it makes you violent, neither of which is true. The National Alliance on Mental Illness claims that 64% of people believe a split personality, which is frequently switching between normal and bizarre behavior, is a symptom of schizophrenia. This promotes a perception that people with schizophrenia are unpredictable, which causes society to fear them. I think a lot of times people use the word schizophrenia and they confuse actual schizophrenic 
symptomology with symptoms of other mental disorders, such as bipolar disorder or dis- dissociative identity disorder and some of the other psychotic disorders. And they all get lumped into one bag and people are just fearful of things they don't understand. Now, we just mentioned that one of those stigmas, too, is that schizophrenia makes someone violent. Now, hostility and aggression can be associated with schizophrenia, but according to our DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, um, spontaneous or random assault is pretty uncommon. Aggression is more frequent for younger males and for individuals with a past history of violence or those who are not compliant with treatment or use substances or just engage in impulsive behaviors. It should be noted, though, that the vast majority of people with schizophrenia are not aggressive and are more frequently victimized than are individuals in the general population. According to Recovery Village, while some people with schizophrenia are in jail, their crimes are mostly misdemeanors and not violent crimes. Many of 20% of people in jail have significant mental health issues. Many people with severe mental illness transition from jails to hospitals to homelessness. I think that when we don't understand something, we are more likely to respond negatively or in a negative way to it. And when we take people who are mentally ill, especially perhaps someone with schizophrenia or another psychotic disorder, and we put them in jail, they often do not receive the help that they need. Um, This may or may not lead to them going to a hospital as well, where they may get the help that they need, but we have to consider additional factors such as insurance coverage and maybe access to care in general and things like that. And if those things don't all fall in line, homelessness often becomes the, the end result. There's other things we want to keep in mind as we talk about schizophrenia. So cultural and socioeconomic factors absolutely have to be considered. Ideas that can appear to be delusional in one culture, such as witchcraft, can be commonly held in another culture. In some cultures, visual or auditory hallucinations uh, with a religious content, such as hearing God's voice, for example, are a normal part of the religious experience. I think something that's common in much of the United States and the culture of the United States is having paranormal experiences, which we look at those and think of that as somewhat normal, but if taken out of context, could seem like a hallucination. And that's just a really good example of how quickly something that is cultural becomes abnormal. We always have to be mindful of that. We certainly don't want to give someone a diagnosis of schizophrenia or another psychotic disorder if it is, in fact, something that's appropriate within their culture or family context. Rates of comorbidity with substance-related disorders are high in schizophrenia. Over half the individuals with schizophrenia have tobacco use disorder and smoke cigarettes regularly. 
and comorbidity with anxiety disorders is increasingly recognized as well. And along a similar note, life expectancy is reduced in individuals with schizophrenia. Could be because of medical conditions. It could be because of some lifestyle choices, such as cigarette smoking and diet, for example. But there is also sometimes poor engagement in health maintenance behaviors, such as regularly going to the doctor, getting screened for cancer, exercising, things like that. Uh, And those things increase the risk of chronic disease and other disorders. And approximately 5 to 6% of individuals with schizophrenia die by suicide. About 20% attempt suicide on one or more occasions. And many more have significant suicidal thoughts or ideation. Suicidal behavior is sometimes a response to a command from a hallucination to harm yourself or others. Suicide risk does remain high over the whole lifespan for both males and females. But again, it may be higher in younger males, especially those with comorbid substance use. But other risks include having depressive symptoms, feelings of hopelessness, perhaps being unemployed. Also, the risk is higher after a psychotic episode or hospital discharge. The World Health Organization states that schizophrenia affects 20 million people worldwide, but is not as common as many other mental disorders. Schizophrenia also also commonly starts earlier among men. The World Health Organization also estimates that more than 69% of people with schizophrenia are not receiving appropriate care. 90% of people with untreated schizophrenia live in low and middle income countries. Lack of access to mental health services is an important issue. Furthermore, people with schizophrenia are less likely to seek care than the general population. Recovery Village discusses people with schizophrenia are more likely to have an anxiety disorder. 23% of people with schizophrenia have obsessive compulsive disorder. 15% of people with schizophrenia have a panic disorder. And 29% have post-traumatic stress disorder. As far as treatment goes for schizophrenia, medication tends to be the primary line of treatment. But counseling can also be helpful can include therapy such as cognitive behavioral therapy to help live and cope with the condition. Treatment typically focuses on trying to manage symptoms rather than working towards eliminating the disorder. Recovery from schizophrenia is always possible, but it can be challenging. If you or a loved one live with schizophrenia, please consider learning more about the available treatment options. Thanks for listening to Temporary Circumstances. Find us on Instagram and leave us a review wherever you found us.